Argonaut Smith is Jason, who was previously known for retrieving the Golden Fleece with his crew of heroes called the Argonauts, whose success was mainly due to Jason's lover, Magia, who helped them in times of trouble. A softer side of Hades, the god of the underworld, is also featured, along with his wife Persephone and mother Demeter. Hades' guard dog Cerberus plays a central part. After leaving his post at the gates and going deeper into the underworld in efforts to help, different sides of the characters are shown, as heroes become villains and monsters take the place of heroes in this myth. The Origin of Fall's Colors It was a chilly day in the underworld as the summer was slowly beginning to turn into fall. Hades was still in his chambers when he received a message sent through Iris in the form of a crow. The note read, Artemis has asked me to look after her hunting dogs for the next week while she is away. Once they return tomorrow, I will look after them, but for now, you will have to find someone to do so. Make sure they do not eat anything. Persephone. Luckily for Hades, he knew just the person, Jason. He was a newer hero who had recently gone and retrieved the Golden Fleece. From the sounds of it, he received a lot of help from his allies, yet he was still seen as the hero of the quest. Hades, who wanted to meet him, sent a message back with Iris addressed to Jason. Jason was taking a stroll in one of Corinth's gardens after a meeting with his advisors when he received a letter from a songbird. Knowing the songbird must have been Iris, he took the message from her. The letter was sealed with black wax that had the symbol of a skull and a scepter on it, which meant the letter must have come from Hades himself. Now curious, he ripped open the seal and looked at the message. On the papers it said, You are requested in the underworld at once, Hades. Jason, who has never been to the underworld, was baffled at how to get there, so the songbird that was still there motioned with her head. Jason understood what she meant. She would be his guide to the underworld. As soon as Jason understood, they were moving. With Iris's guidance, they made it to the underworld unharmed and were ferried across the river for Styx by Charon, free of charge. Once they reached the other side of the Styx, Jason was escorted to Hades' palace by one of his servants. As they got closer and closer to the castle, they more, the more it looked like a fortress. It had multiple walls surrounding it, as well as guards to make sure others did not get in. The palace itself was built almost entirely out of onyx, gold veins running through it, as well as diamonds encrusted on the entryway. Jason approached Hades' door and was let in by an attendant who guided him through the black halls to where Hades was sitting in the throne made out of digging iron. When Jason entered the room, Hades said, I'm sure you're wondering why I called you here. Yes, Lord Hades, I was wondering what was needed in my presence, replied Jason. I have recently been tasked with looking after Artemis's beast for the day until Persephone returns from the above world, and I thought you would be able to handle the task. Hades stated. Certainly, Jason agreed. Knowing not accepting would not be a wise choice. The beasts are that way, Hades pointed. One of my servants will take you to them. Soon after, Jason was escorted out of the room. Through a door that went out of the palace into a small clearing filled with dead grass and three large dogs that more closely resembled wolves. Since the dogs were lying around, Jason thought this task would be quite easy and that he would be on his way soon enough. But the dogs were not used to being without their mistress in a foreign land that reeked of the dead, so they decided to play a little game with Jason. One of the dogs, in Jason's view, would run away as if planning an escape. Jason would then be forced to follow the dog. When he would finally get control of it, the other two would have miraculously disappeared. This happened again and again until Jason found a way to end it. Earlier, when he had been leaving the house, he had spotted a garden which undoubtedly belonged to Persephone. Jason figured the best way to ensure that the beast stayed put was to bring them to the garden, which was enclosed by hedges, so even if they tried to run, they would not be able to leave. So Jason brought the dogs to the garden, and when he finally got them to enter, after some trouble, he looked around. There were tall pomegranate trees and small patches of ash fodel scattered around. Flowers and colors like red, pink, and orange that were most likely poisonous littered the ground. While Jason was admiring the garden, the beast thought up another idea for their amusement. They began to try and reach the pomegranates, either by trying to climb the tree or jumping off of a variety of things. The more they tried and failed to obtain a pomegranate, the more noise they began to make. 
Jason was thrust out of his stupor by their barking and began to try to get the beast to settle down. They refused to and continued trying to obtain a pomegranate. Most was happening at the gates, but what into the underworld, Hades' pet Cerberus was standing guard. Cerberus's right head watched as the great lifeless souls wandered through the gates of the underworld. He had made a game out of guessing which lucky few would go to Elysium and what horrible sins others had committed to warrant their eternal torture in Tartarus. Though it was fun to speculate, Cerberus knew most of them would end up in the meadows of Ashfoda, wandering for eternity. Cerberus's head were still scanning the crowd when he heard the signs of struggle and barking mixed in with the usual moans that could be heard from Tartarus. <coughs> Intrigued by the odd sounds, Cerberus's head began to look for the source until he was finally led back to the palace gardens, where in the back a man and three dogs stood. He saw the man reach up into one of the trees that the dogs were barking at and pick a pomegranate. Seeing this, Cerberus understood what was about to happen and he knew he had to stop it. He scampered over as fast as he could to the garden. The entire time, all six of his eyes trained on the pomegranate, hoping he would get there soon enough. <coughs> As Jason grabbed the pomegranate and was prepared to give it to the beast, he turned his head back towards the clearing from where they had come. Cerberus, Hades' guard dog, was barreling towards him. Suddenly, Cerberus broke through the hedges and slapped the pomegranate out of Jason's hands with his tail, where it flew into a bush and disappeared. At first, Jason was abashed at what Cerberus had done, until he realized the favor Cerberus had done for him. If he had given the beast the pomegranate, they would have eaten it, and as, as a result, had to stand in the underworld forever, doomed the same fate as Persephone. What Jason did not realize was that Hades had watched the entire exchange through a window that overlooked the garden. Hades, finding out his beliefs about Jason was right, and that he was credentious, sent a servant to bring Jason back to Corinth, and left Cerberus in charge of the dogs for the rest of the day. As Cerberus kept the dogs in line for the next few hours and watched them play with each other, he started to wonder what it would be like to be an average dog. To be able to interact with others and be surrounded by actual nature seemed like a dream. And Cerberus knew it would never come true as he, is a, as he was a monster. Hades <coughs> would come back over to the window to make sure no more disaster had ensued, noticed how Cerberus was acting, and he knew exactly how to reward Cerberus for saving him from Artemis's wrath. Hades called an iris sent a message to Persephone to, that told her about what had happened and also asked her to talk to her mother to arrange something. A day after the message had been sent, Persephone had returned. On this day, like every other, Cerberus was standing guard at the entrance, in, at the entrance into the underworld, observing the lines of souls that continuously poured in when he saw something surprising. In the black, far away, he could see a marvelous display of colors, orange, red, yellow, and brown, and he no longer felt so lonely in the underworld. As Hades observed Cerberus from the edge of his palace, he smiled. He'd asked Demeter to make something in nature that Cerberus would be able to access. Now every fall, one could see the bright lights of the multicolored leaves through the darkness in Cerberus, and the wanderers lost in the meadows of Ashfodel felt a little less alone. Conclusion Hades is not usually portrayed as a nice person, which is why it seems odd that he wants to meet Jason, since it is hinted that Hades does not think he is, a great, he is as great as others say. In this myth, Hades is standing up for the outsiders, since he understands them because he is one. In some texts, Hades did not have a throne on Mount Olympus, as he lived in the underworld, which is why he is not always considered an Olympian. Hades was seen as the odd one out, just like Medea, who Jason would not have been able to retrieve the fleece without. Yet instead of being rewarded, she was exiled multiple times and dumped by Jason. The Lord of the Underworld wanted Jason to show his true colors to stand up for Medea, who believed him to be in a similar position to himself. Hades talked Demeter into doing something for Cerberus, and since since Cerberus was also an outsider compared to other dogs, 
With both Medea and Cerberus, Hades wanted to help those he related to on some level. Hades' reason for supporting them leads into the moral of the myth, which is that those who steal others' credit should not be rewarded, and those who perform good deeds deserve rewards even if they do not receive them. As for the word credentious, it means the, be- the belief by others that someone is helpful, but in reality are useless and solely dependent on other people. In this myth, Jason got what he deserved, and those who are usually considered villains or monsters show more of their true selves. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening.